is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live across Michigan Hour number three on a Wednesday broadcast. We're in Holland with our affiliate WHTC. We're inside DeVos Fieldhouse, home to Hope Men's and Women's College Basketball D3 Powers. Purple Community Games are a week from tonight that benefit Van Andel Institute. And that's also another reason we're out here with our longtime partner, Dave and Carol Van Andel, looking for a cure for cancer, Parkinson's, and more research and education at world-renowned Van Andel Institute in downtown Grand Rapids. The Purple Games with Hope Men and Hope Women basketball teams against K College one week from tonight. Tickets will be available at the door. Doors open at 5 p.m. That is Wednesday night, January 10th. Inside this hour, more conversation on the Lions, a regular season finale against the Vikings. And what about Michigan and Washington? On Monday night in Houston, who's going to win that game? Mm. Can't wait for it. Can't get into a shootout with those guys. I'm telling you, you don't want to do that. By the way, we did throw out our, speaking of Lions, our Honolulu Blue. Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. They're based in Holland here on the west side of the state on 120th. It looks like, unless there's some crazy stuff this final weekend in the NFL, Matt Stafford and the Rams could be coming to Detroit for that first ever playoff game at Ford Field. If that would happen, again, it's the NFL and anything can happen any given Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. If that happens, would you be rooting for both Stafford and Goff? Because if you are or will, you need to stop listening to this show. Okay? You can answer that huge question of the day on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Speaking of text, text IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000. And you'll be in the drawing next summer at the HUGE golf event at Tullymore to win a Lions golf cart tricked out by Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Same one Lomas has. So text IMPACT to 21000. And speaking of Lomas, he'll be at the Impact Power Sports booth at the Ultimate Fishing Show in Detroit, in Novi, at Suburban Collection Showplace. That will be on Friday, January 12th, from 2 until 4 p.m. The HUGE Show will be live that day, 3 until 6 from the Power Sports, Impact Power Sports booth. And I'm looking at the times, so that will be 3 until 6, the Impact Power Sports booth. Huge show live, Lomas, 2 until 4, Friday, January 12th, if you're going to be at the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit in Novi. 
at the Suburban Collection Showplace. But text IMPACT uh, to 21,000 if you want a shot at winning Lomas's Lions Golf Cart. Let's go talk to Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can find on YouTube. He had a lot of heated opinions, like I did, about the end of that Lions game on Saturday night. What I can't get over, Rizzy, as we're sitting here now on a Wednesday, four days later, is that the NFL just come out and say the officials made a mistake and move on. They're trying to cover it up. They're doing stupid kid videos, trying to explain how to report eligible. For the NFL being how big they are, when it comes to drama or PR, they can be so mediocre at times. Oh, huge. It's, uh, first of all, thanks for having me in, and Happy New Year. Uh, it's, it's frustrating to me that, that Brad Allen just doesn't admit that he screwed up, uh, but it's doubly frustrating that the NFL is supporting him and defending him and, and protecting him with the shield. They don't need to do that. There's no reason to do that. Everybody with a brain can see that he screwed up. Uh, it, it's not that hard. And by the way, the video that they made, uh, if anything, proved that he messed up because it showed very clearly that Dan Skipper ran into the field earlier and with his signal was signaling for a substitution, not hoarding in. Uh, it's, it's crazy to me that they keep confusing that and, and just won't admit that they made a mistake. It, it's very frustrating. And they're not going to do it. It's, it's unfortunate, but... You know, that, 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 that's where they are. Uh, they're going to stand by their man for, for better or for worse, and it's certainly for worse. And you have to look at what happened then the next day. You get Philly loses at home. There's something going on with Philly right now, and I think it might be Matt Patricia as defensive coordinator. Uh, you didn't hear that first anywhere. But they lose to Arizona, and if the Lions would have won that game, it would have created meaning in this Vikings game the regular season finale uh, this weekend in Detroit. And I thought originally why they went for two, three times was that Dan Campbell was going to use this as a rest week to get ready for the playoffs. But then I'm reading your story, and I share it for the Lions Wire, that the starters are going to play. So uh, the messaging from Campbell, what was the reason three times in a row? I agreed with two. But the last one, I would have kicked it for OT. But now you're going to play your starters. Is that for a quarter? Is that a half? Keep them sharp? Uh, what's your view on this? Yeah, so it, it, it seems like they're going to play for at least the first half, at least most starters. Now, there were some people that were out today, Taylor Decker being one of them. It wouldn't shock me if he doesn't play. And if he doesn't play the full game, I don't expect Jared Goff to play the full game because you cannot have Goff go down. That, that, that's your playoffs right there. Uh, you know they're 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 working on it, but it's uh, I, as far as like the end of that game and the strategy. After the first one, I would have kicked it because I would have leaned on my deep. My defense was playing great. They were fantastic in that game. They really were. My offense wasn't all that good, but you know what? You're right there. You got a shot at it. Um, I, I I would have I would have kicked the extra point after the first penalty. Uh, and, and lean on my defense to go win it or lose it. Um, that way, at least you're playing for it. Um, but I, I, I don't fault him for going for it. You know, I, I got that. that. That's that's low on my list of gripes about that game, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah I do expect the, the starters to play. Now, what's interesting is um, 
in terms of Matthew Stafford and the Rams, he's not going to play. Aaron Donald's not going to play. Pretty much everybody you've heard of on the Rams isn't going to play this week. So they are basically acknowledging that they're going to lose to the 49ers, which means that if the Packers beat the Bears, they will be coming to Detroit uh, in a week. And that seems... Somewhat likely. I don't know. The Bears are actually playing pretty good lately. But it, um, for, for all of us who get excited about you know the idea of, of Goff facing McVay and his old team and Stafford coming to Detroit and facing his old team, it's looking a whole lot less likely now than it did uh, about 12 hours ago. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both of them on Facebook and Twitter, online. Also, Jeff is a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear weekly on YouTube. I don't know. Do we want Green Bay? I mean, look what Green Bay did to Detroit on Thanksgiving. Ruined my turkey. Every Now when I look at turkey and stuffing, I throw up. <laughs> They're not a great matchup right now, that's for sure. Well, any team that can throw the ball over the top is going to be an issue. Because that's the number one problem that the Lions have right now, is covering deep outside the numbers. Uh, where, where the safeties just don't have that roam, especially if they're coming out of, of a single high look, and, and they have been running a lot of that. You know, the pressure has been a lot better lately. Uh, in fact, the Lions are in the top ten in both pressure rate and sack rate over the last month. Uh, that's 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 some of that credit deserves goes to Aaron Glenn for realizing that his guys can't cover, and instead of like having them stand out there and try to cover, they're blitzing and it's working. Uh, but uh, teams that that can quarterbacks that can withstand that and get that ball out deep and connect, uh, they're going to be a problem. And uh, Jordan Love, you know, we, you, you and I personally have given him a lot of grief. He's playing pretty good football right now, and that's a little unfortunate for the Lions. But uh, as I've said, I said it when I, when I hosted on X's and Bros, and I will say it again, the team that they're going to play needs to worry about the Lions a whole lot more than the Lions need to worry about them. This is the division champ. They're the three seed. They're playing very good football. They're they're right there. They can beat anybody anywhere, and I'm not sure that the teams that are coming in here can say that. Jeff Risden can say a lot. Lions wire, draft follow both on Facebook and Twitter. Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show. Across Michigan, uh, James Houston. I practicing this week. I, I don't think they're going to risk anything against Minnesota and have him ready for whether it's the Rams or Packers first playoff game. Yeah, he will be back for that. He's not going to play this week. Dan Campbell's already said that. One good thing that came out of today's practice was that C.J. Gardner-Johnson was a full go in practice today. Mm. You're going to see him get activated this week. You're going to see Ali McNeil. Uh, assuming Good. everything goes well through his next practices, he will also be on the field this week. Probably not a lot, but just to get his feet wet and get back into the lineup. Uh, and that's that's going to go a long way towards showing up the, the interior of the, the defense. You know, The run defense remains great, um, borderline elite. But uh, McNeil is a guy who can come in and give you a little bit of a pass rush on the inside. And all pass rush is welcome in, in Detroit right now, especially with the, the opponents that they're going to have to post his pace in the postseason. Yeah, with McNeil coming back and freed up uh, Wave and Bugs, uh, but Bugs was bugging me. He was kind of cryptic every time he would hit the social networks. Uh, I won't use weird, but uh, the run of Bugs, the run of Bugs, the run of Bugs in Detroit wasn't perfection. No, he's not cut from the cloth. When you when you hear Dan and Brad talk about that, about being cut from the same cloth, he's not from that cloth. He's not from the same seamstress. He's a different kind of guy. This is a guy, one of the reasons why Pittsburgh got rid of him was because he was a little flighty. 
Uh, having watched him in practice and seen how teammates react to him, that that's consistent. Um, it, it sucks for him. I, I'm glad that he left on good good enough terms where he's still you know like being positive because he did not do that in Pittsburgh. But yeah, he's he's gone. He went unclaimed on waivers. He's now technically eligible to rejoin the Lions if they want to, but I don't think he wants to, and I don't think they want him back either. Which you know, that, that, that's the way it goes. Not not everything is always as straightforward as just how they play on the football field. That's also true with Bruce Irvin, by the way, who was let go today, and uh, don't expect him back either. Nothing hostile, nothing malicious, nothing bad. He just didn't fit with the team all that much. And uh, with James Houston coming back, they didn't really need him either. So uh, that's, you know, there's a lot of uproar about those guys leaving. Um, it, it's nothing nefarious. It's nothing bad. It's just they, they think they have better fits. I might disagree that they have better fits than Bruce Irvin as a pass rusher, but uh, they, they're on the team for a reason. <laughs> I'll tell you what, and it'll be cool to have James and his edge speed uh, back on D, but getting CJ back in that secondary, and I can see why they want to play him and get him game reps against the Vikings who will be throwing the ball around. His return could be huge for a playoff run. Absolutely, and one of the things that it allows them to do is it lets them play with the idea that if he to Malifanu can play some linebacker and get a lot more speed on the field for teams that are going to throw the ball to the running back out of the backfield or teams that, that don't run all that hard, uh, the, the, it gives them a chance to really get a lot of athleticism on the field and upgrade their coverage, but also... Malifon was showing he can blitz. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, one of the best blitzers out there. Uh, Brian Branch, very good blitzer. They can mix and match those guys all around the lineup. That's that's going to be something to watch. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and Draft Wire, one of our Lions NFL insiders, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. So if it's half for the starters against the Vikings, is it going to be a quarter for Bridgewater? Will Hooker see any action? What's your vibe on the quarterback rotation in the regular season finale against the Vikings? So I, I was actually having a text exchange with a with an offensive coach this morning, and he did not bite on that at all. So I don't know what they would do on that. I would think that it would be Teddy, uh, just because it's going to be his last game. It's against the team that brought him up. Look, Teddy Bridgewater is one of those guys. He is Mr. Congeniality. Like, if there was a beauty contest, he'd be the winner of that. Everybody loves that guy, no matter where he's been. And I think it would be really cool if he got a few snaps against his old team. Having said that, I want to see Hooker. I want to see what that guy can do. Uh, I liked him a lot in the draft process. Uh, He's a guy I would have been happy if they took him at 18, uh, even with the injury. So I'm very anxious to see if we can get him into the lineup, but it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. We'll, we'll see, though. Um, and it also depends on how the game goes. You know, if Nick Mullins comes out and throws four interceptions again, um, and he is the, the starter for the Vikings, you know, they, they might be able to, to put both of them in at some point. They, you know, I don't. I don't know if I feel. I don't know if I feel like that. They still have playoff vitality, believe it or not. Right. They have to have a whole lot of things happen. I don't think those things are going to happen at all. But uh, it, it could go south quickly on them, and they could realize that you know what, we're, we're probably just going to want to end our season here. And yeah. uh, you know, the Lions can can play off that and, and get back up some some reps. That would that would be a that would be the best outcome that you could possibly hope for if you're Detroit. Yeah, and I, this Teddy Bridgewater, the good swan song, it's not like he's been a Lion for 10 years. I, I, To be honest with you, I'd rather see Hooker play the second half 
than Teddy Bridgewater. I give Bridgewater a, a, a couple series. They don't owe him anything. I know he came to Detroit and he was insurance, but it's not like he's a, you know going to have an emotional Miggy Cabrera-like uh, send-off. <laughs> I'd rather see Hooker cause, and give people a glimpse of the future and just let the guy get some uh, a game, you know, a half a game, a quarter in, so when he gets to training camp next year, he's set to become the number two QB, right? You know, I, I'm perfectly with you on that. The only thing that I will say is that Jared Goff has not exactly handled competitions or even perceived threats, real or not, to his job very well in the past. That's one of the reasons why he's here. Uh, you don't want to upset that apple cart. Look, I really don't think that Jared Goff would, would have any issue with it. But you just don't know that because uh, this is a guy who got scared to death that Sean Wolford was taking his job in Los Angeles. And it negatively impacted his play big time, enough that Wolford actually did take his job. Uh, that's, that's something that you cannot just – you can't ignore that. Do I think that would happen? Absolutely not. I don't. But I can't say that it won't. And uh, I wonder if the Lions would be sensitive to that, too, about, about putting Hooker in for even anything more than kneel downs. Um, just my thought on it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying this. If you got to coddle Goff, all right, a guy that they're talking that could make like $50 million and you got to coddle him – there's no reason for him to be on your team. I'm sorry. I'm being honest. I'm with Bill. I'm you got to get coddled golf. I'm with you 100% on that. Oh, you're going to play hooker? Oh, I'm, hear that I'm worried you're going to play hooker. You're offending me. I'm not. If, if I have to coddle somebody, I was paying 50. That's why I couldn't coach. I'd last. I, I, I tried with my kids <laughs> one time. Three-on-three soccer lasted one game. I wanted to fight the other coach in the lot. I just I can't take any. I, I just can't do it. I, I never could coach any level, anywhere. I'm sorry. I'll talk about sports all day. Jeff Risden, <laughs> Lions Wire, Draft Wire, also co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can watch and listen to on YouTube. Good stuff. Uh, Jeff, we'll talk next week and look ahead to their playoff opponent in the first ever playoff game at Ford Field. That's going to be great. By the way, we have Dean Blandino from the NFL officiating uh, office. He will be on the Detroit Lions podcast live tonight at 8 o'clock. Check it out on YouTube. Now, your producer, Brad Allen, said he didn't check in, so Blandino is not eligible to be on the podcast tonight. <laughs> It'll be fun. Dean's a good dude. We, All right. Yeah, Detroit Lions podcast. With him. He, will, he will shoot it straight. So okay, Detroit Lions podcast. Look for that, Jeff. we got to get to a network, T.O. We'll talk to you. Uh, good job by Superfly there with the phones at the end. Perfect uh, finale to this segment. 24-7, by the way, everything connected to the show, our 19 affiliates. Just go to thehugeshow.net. That's thehugeshow.net. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The 110th edition of the Rose Bowl game was an instant classic. Semifinal number one on New Year's Day had the top-ranked team in the nation. The Michigan Wolverines taking on the SEC champion, fourth-ranked Alabama, led by J.J. McCarthy, 17-27 of for 221 yards and three-touchdown effort. The Maize and Blue had to overcome some special team errors and got a huge performance from the defense behind six sacks, five of which were in the first half. It was, of course, who else? Blake the Great, who stayed one more year for the chance at immortality with 83 yards on the ground and the game-winning touchdown in overtime. And they handed to Corn again, makes a cut. First down! Spence to scores! 
Michigan on top in overtime. Michigan will now face number two Washington for the national championship on Monday at 7.30 on ESPN. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Joining me here on the Huge Show across Michigan, inside DeVos Fieldhouse on the campus of Hope College, as we're here highlighting the Purple Game, talking about Hope women's and men's basketball. We have this junior guard, one of the best shooters in the MIAA. Uh, she has a confidence issue, and we're working through it uh, during this broadcast today. Olivia Bellows, uh, those of you listening on 93.7 FM, the ticket, Cadillac to Traverse City, Lake City area, Lake City High School, junior guard here for Mo. Uh, Hope College joins us. How are you doing, Olivia? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, tell me about your uh, Hope experience so far away from basketball. Yeah, so coming in as a freshman, you know, um, coming from a small town and then coming to Holland, it's a small town feel. So it was just kind of similar. Um, just kind of feels like I'm back home in Lake City. So up until now, it's been pretty great. I've met great peers, um, mentors, and I have the best coaches and teammates. So, yeah. What's it like playing for Coach Mo? I mean, it's pretty awesome. I think we can all say that he's going to go down as one of the best coaches in D3 history. So to play under a coach who knows what he's doing, um, it's pretty great to learn from him and gain some wisdom from him as well, not just on the court, but outside the court as well. And he creates a, a chemistry, a culture that's different with each team. He kind of adapts to the players. It's not just the system where the players have to adapt. You have to do that somewhat. What's the best thing about Coach Mo that unless you played for him, people wouldn't know who are listening right now? Yeah, I think when a lot of people, when you go into sports, do you think that the coaches only care about you as a basketball player? But with Mo, I mean, he cares about me as a person, like academically and just watching me grow as into a woman. And he preaches that a lot to us. So it's pretty cool to see a coach care about me on the court, but also like about my academics and just how I'm doing in life in general. Olivia Bellows is a junior guard from Lake City High School in Michigan. For our listeners on 93.7 FM, uh, the ticket that you hear Cadillac to Traverse City. Uh, Hope College women's basketball, by the way, 12 and 1 or on the season. 
Uh, they just had their New York trip, which was pretty cool, wasn't it? Going yeah. to New York City and mm-hmm. hanging out. You guys are big time, <laughs> Times Square. Yeah. Uh, while you're signing autographs all the time, doing TikToks. It was a yeah, left and right autographs. Left, left and right, up and down, you know, kind of like John Travolta, Saturday Night Live, walking up and down with the Santa Claus <laughs> outfit. What, what was that trip? Obviously, the basketball was cool, yeah. but I, I sense by, you know, the social network posts, the stories on it, it was really a team-building culture, life experience uh, for both the men's and women's basketball mm-hmm. programs. Yeah, I mean, we preach building and investing in this program, and I think, yes, this trip was about basketball and playing games, but it was also about getting to know one another and just hanging out with each other, getting to know the coaches as well, and supporting the men's team as well. And kudos to the men's team. They won two big games, so we got to see them and support them as well. So it was just a overall whole program-like connection. And speaking of connections, we are here on the campus of Hope College with our affiliate WHTC in Holland looking ahead to the annual Purple Community Games coming up on Wednesday, January 10th here at DeVos Fieldhouse. Women's and men's basketball doubleheader, 6 p.m. for the Hope Women versus K College, 7.30 for the Hope Men versus K College. Proceeds benefit Van Andel Institute's research and education efforts and help underwrite internships for Hope College students at Van Andel Institute in downtown GR. And also, it makes the team, the coaches, Hope College, everybody connected understand that there are more important things in life than just basketball. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool that Hope can be able to provide this opportunity to us. Um, a lot of our sports cr- programs get to partake in this, and I'm really thankful that this year like, it gets to be us. And it just shows, like you said, that uh, it's not about basketball. Like At the end of the day, it's about the people. It's about the names on the back of the jerseys. Olivia, you did a great job. Uh, you sound like a seasoned pro. I mean, you think you're going to get a, I think you could get a, like a three-year contract I with should. broadcasting. I probably should. I, I, you know, when I, what I love is that Coach Mo was able from your days at Lake City, for people listening on 90, you were a quiet little butterfly, and now he's opened up the confidence. It's like the Niagara Falls of confidence, Olivia. It's just amazing. In the course of this interview, how confident you got. I, I love it. So Thank you. Uh, our, our next guest who's going to join us, I do want to uh, get your thoughts. Uh, Jada Garner, who is out of Midland Dow High School, uh, for our listeners on 100.9 FM. It's kind of cool. we got a couple people uh, from huge show cities. Uh, give me your breakdown. If we were doing, uh, if we're doing the Purple Community mm-hmm. game, I'm doing play-by-play. You're doing color commentary. We're doing the pregame show. It's the Purple Community game versus K College. And I go, Olivia, let's talk about Jada Garner. What would, you, what would be the first thing you'd say about your teammate? The first thing that comes to my mind is hardworking. I think a lot of us look up to Jada because she's our floor general. She knows what she's doing and she acts like a senior when she's a junior. And I think that's what I look up to, even though we're in the same grade. She's just a hardworking player. You didn't throw a sarcastic shot at her. I'm I was so, going to, I, but I'm, I didn't. I'm so, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I thought Olivia, about it. we'll talk to Jada in a moment. Uh, good luck. Uh, a big you. week off the holiday break and getting after it. And also the Purple Community Games that benefit Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids. Wednesday, January 10th here at DeVos Fieldhouse in Holland with our affiliate WHTC. Uh, it will be K College Women versus the Hope Women at 6 p.m. on January 10th and the men at 7 p.m. Thank you, Olivia, from Lake City. For our listeners on 93.7, I want to welcome uh, Jada Garner, 
uh, to the show. Junior guard, two, two of the best shooters. Alan Babbitt said it's kind of like Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, uh, the combo here when they uh, get together on the court shooting the basketball. And Chada, for our listeners on 100.9 FM, the Met. Uh, the sports station in the Midland Bay City Saginaw area. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, you guys, you guys are like comfortable doing the interviews. <laughs> so are you? I, am I just? Or if I said this, so you guys are inseparable on the court, off the court. Am I correct there? Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. tell you guys are really close, good friends, right? Yeah, we are. You know, Maybe no, didn't start off that way, but because no, you're, you're both, I'm gonna guess you're both really competitive. Oh yeah. So that probably like she's not getting my playing time. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not passing her the ball. I'm not gonna pass her the ball. So how, how did the the relationship grow not only with Olivia but with teammates uh, what's that process with coach Mo because you bring you know d3 hope is a national power all all the ladies coming in mm-hmm. were very good at their local yeah. high schools so yeah. how, how do you how do you get that ego to be checked at the <laughs> yeah. door and get the team culture going what what does Mo do yeah I mean I think that's a very like fair point. I think a lot of a lot of us are very competitive people, and you know, which is good. Yeah, right? very good. Yeah, we want to do right by you know the coaches, and um, especially when you come in as a freshman, you always feel like you kind of got something to prove, and you just want to you just always want to do well. And I think that sometimes maybe that can um, come off as like mean or like cocky, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, I just think that that's like a learning process, and I think Mo has done a really good job of letting people know like their roles and um, trying to build in like or build people up into their roles and let them know like we don't need you to be all time score, we don't need you to be all time like this, like maybe the more flashy like attractive things, but you know getting good rebounds like that's we need that out of you, or we need defensive stops out of you, like maybe the things that aren't on the stat sheet but like are critical to uh, you know a success of a team. So I just think it's. It, Mo lets us know like it's it's a learning process and it's not going to like come within your freshman year but you know it's just it's all about the process yeah think about the process with Brian Morehouse the Hope College women's head basketball coach 28th season uh, here in Holland at Hope 697 wins only 95 losses and 880 winning percentage mm-hmm. You guys are playing for a legend, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I think he's told me he's going to start something. He's going to uh, uh, implement this where, because of all his wins, the team will have to make 697 free throws in a row <laughs> before practice oh, ends. No. Right? Why, why is he a good coach? Why, yeah. What do you think? I mean, like I think Olivia kind of hit it hard um, before this, but I just think he just really cares about you about like from outside of a basketball player like he wants you to succeed in life and I think that a lot of the things like the lessons that we learn on the court he tries to like like connect them to how that could you know help you outside of basketball I think we have a really good team culture um, and I just think that you know he, he's very knowledgeable he knows what he's doing he works really hard uh, to get us prepared for games and get us ready in practice and he's just like always working and um, wanting us to see us succeed so I just think he's a very hard working coach uh, obviously you can see he's a very successful coach and he just he knows what he's doing yeah I think that hard work the competition all part of this process for his record for another great year underway with the team currently 12 and one again uh, you'll be back in action Action, big game against Trine on Saturday at 3 p.m. here at DeVos Fieldhouse in Holland. 
uh, just the culture. It's a big part of it, man. Yeah. You know, winning is just you know icing on the cake, yeah. and it's cool. You're, you're one in thirteen. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a tougher road, but for you personally, how have you grown as a basketball player here? Yeah, I think um, you know, coming in my freshman year, everything's very new. I'm playing with girls that I've just met like a month before the season started. Like, like, like they're women. They're like yeah. four years older. Yeah, they're, they're like 23 not, not years old. Not that you old. weren't a woman. I'm not no, saying you're yeah. a woman, but you're coming out of high school, right? <laughs> yes. So I'm playing with people like, yeah, like, who are grown your women. mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, so grown that, women. Yeah, yeah. so that, that was a big like learning curve and just a big obstacle, I guess. But I mean, it's paid off in the end. Like these, my teammates have been you know, some of my best friends, and I think just knowing that, like, I'm not a finished product as a freshman, and there's plenty of room to improve, and um, I know my teammates have got my back, my coaches want the best in me, and just trying to get better every day, and trying to do things that are going to help my team was my main focus throughout my years at Hope College. You know what was awesome about talking to you and Olivia, that we really didn't talk X's and O's or basketball, Mm -hmm. we talked life. And that's the experience you get here uh, with Coach Mo, his staff, uh, the Hope College feel in Holland. It's awesome. I I wish you guys luck. Uh, Saturday, big game against Mm -hmm. Trine, and then the Purple Community Games that benefit Van Andel Institute Wednesday, January 10th. Uh, Your team and also the Hope men's uh, team, 6 p.m. and 7.30 p.m., those games and come help the Purple Community at Van Andel Institute. Uh, To everybody in Midland, uh, listening, I know they're proud of you. Keep up the great work. I appreciate it, Jada, okay? Thank you. Yeah, there you go. There's Jada Garner out of Midland Dow High School for our listeners on 100.9 FM. The Mitt joining us here on The Huge Show as we're live from the beautiful DeVos Fieldhouse on the campus of Hope College in Holland with our affiliate WHTC. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. It's as easy as one, three, Wait, that's not how it goes. It's one, two, three, like this. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police wants you to remember, always wear your seatbelt. Make it part of your routine. Just like that. Got it? Seatbelts save lives, and using them is as easy as one, two, three. Bill Simonson here for my friends from Urban U. They are one of Michigan's top med spas. So if you're looking for top shelf skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, and just overall skin wellness, Urban U can help you at one of their three West Michigan locations and also in downtown Northville on the east side of the state. Find out more at theurbanu.com. When was the last time you thought about your skin health and wellness? Like I said, skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, wellness, Botox, and more. Let the professionals help you at Urban U. Four locations in West Michigan. Downtown Grand Rapids, Knapps Corner. Also in Rockford, their waxology just north of GR. And you'll find an Urban U in Northville. If you want to discover everything they can do to help your skin wellness, go to theurbanu.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. 
To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another edition of True and Blue each and every week in association with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. We talk to the great men and women connected to law enforcement in the state of Michigan. And today we have a it's a small world uh, connection with Jeff Collard. He has spent 24 years in law enforcement. His last police department stop was with GRPD, where he was a captain. He grew up. Uh, in the Flint area, a uh, huge hockey fan, has a son that plays hockey, daughter that uh, plays soccer, just a good man. Uh, I've known him when our kids were playing soccer together about six, seven years ago. Jeff Collard now has made the move from the Grand Rapids Police Department. He is director of criminal justice training at Grand Valley State University in Allendale on the west side of the state, and he joins us on another edition of True and Blue. How you doing, Jeff? Good, Bill. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, the transition uh, from being an active captain in the Grand Rapids Police Department to now head of the criminal justice training at Grand Valley State University. Talk about why you made that move. Well, I, I think a lot of times in this day and age, um, People in law enforcement have been a little bit disgruntled, and that wasn't um, wasn't my case. I just kind of fell into this. I was asked to participate in the hiring process for my position uh, as a member of the Grand Valley State University Police Academy Advisory Board, and that was a failed search. But what it did was really uh, highlighted the idea that I had some fairly unique experiences over the last 24 years of my life. A little bit of uh, time kind of back in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, and, and then all the way through 2015 and, and more recently up to about nine months ago. And so kind of had seen a wide range of experience and, and a lot of the changes and thought I would bring some some new perspective to the position out here at Grand Valley and, and ultimately uh, start giving back to the next generation of law enforcement professionals. Jeff Collard, Director of Criminal Justice Training at Grand Valley State University, joining us on the HUGE show across Michigan, another edition of True and Blue, presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. So what exactly is the Criminal Justice Training Program at Grand Valley State? Well, Grand Valley State University is um, not unlike a lot of other institutions across the state. There's 20 other uh, police academies across the state. Only three of those are run by agencies. The rest are community colleges or universities. And 
the, so the university has a criminal justice program as part of its academics, but also um, has a runs a 15-week police academy, and, and my primary role is, is the director of that 15-week police academy and coordinating with a, uh, over 100 different instructors from approximately 20 different law enforcement agencies throughout uh, West Michigan and the state of Michigan, and um, and so it's been quite a quite a learning experience for the last nine months. All right, so that learning experience coupled with something you wanted to discuss today on True and Blue here on the Huge Show, uh, this M. Coles grant and how it's connected to police recruits and how it will help them get into a police department. Explain that. Right now is an amazing time to become a police officer in the state of Michigan. Um, when I was going through my police academy, the overwhelming majority of recruits had to pay their own way through and in this day and age that's approximately ten thousand dollars depending on which academy you're going to but um the state of michigan and the michigan commission on law enforcement standards has up to 20 million dollar grants that uh, agencies across the state can access to pay or be reimbursed for um academy expenses so agencies everywhere hiring police officers and they're sending them to the police academy and while the recruits are at the academy they're earning wages and benefits and uh, the departments are getting reimbursed by the MCOLs and so it's really a win-win for everybody and the, the main goal of this is to provide training funds to get more officers on the street because of the vacancies uh, everywhere that, that uh, there is a police department, they're struggling to find new recruits. Jeff Collard is director of the Criminal Justice Training Program at Grand Valley State University in Allendale on the west side of the state. Joining us on True and Blue on the Huge Show, we do it each and every week with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Like I always say, if you're interested in becoming a police officer or a job connected to law enforcement, there's so much more beyond just being a police officer uh, you can just Google your local uh, police department, county sheriff, Michigan State Police, or at places like Grand Valley State University with their criminal justice program. Uh, before I let you go, Jeff, I always ask this question to the men and women I've talked to over the last year connected to law enforcement. What's one thing about being a police officer that you wished uh, the citizens of Michigan knew uh, what those men and women go through every day. You know, o over the last several years of my career in law enforcement, I, I attended a lot of community meetings and, and met with a lot of different people. And the one thing that I continually tried to reinforce was that no matter what, the men and women that I've worked with over 24 years have given so much of themselves. Um, depending on their assignments, depending on, on what their um, choices are in terms of different directions they want to go within their different agencies, they're, they're getting called out all hours of the day, the night. Uh, they're on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week in a lot of departments. They're leaving their kids' birthday parties. They're leaving their um, Christmas or holiday celebrations and, and everything in between. And they're get that phone call and they, and they leave their family to go and protect other people's families. And to me, there's nothing more honorable than that. 
And, you know, I think we lose sight sometimes of the fact that they're they're working nice weekends, holidays to keep the rest of us safe. And uh, we're asking them to do a very, very difficult job and, and not necessarily the greatest of conditions where they're continually dealing with people in, in all sorts of different crises. And, and they really do do a good job. And, and mostly, most importantly, they, they care about the people they're serving. And uh, I, I don't think that's something that we talk about very often. Amen. Jeff Collard, 24 years of his adult life, most of his adult life given to law enforcement. Now he's made the move after stops in Flushing, Michigan, Wyoming, and for GRPD as Director of Criminal Justice Training. A great program at Grand Valley State University in Allendale on the west side of the state. Joining us on True and Blue. Uh, Jeff, so great to catch up with you, man. Give your wife and kids my best. Small world, as I said to begin this, that we knew each other, not back in the day, five, five and a half years ago, give or take, uh, watching our kids' daughters uh, play soccer, man. You take care. Happy New Year. Thanks, Bill, and thanks for having me on. Happy New Year to you as well. All right, Jeff Collard joining us on another edition of True and Blue on the Huge Show, presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Big. Bad. Huge.